Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A corporate communications poll now says that 60% of those who were polled believe that the Ford government is corrupt and only 10% of respondents think the departure of uh, former Chief of Staff Dean French is going to undo any of that damage. Uh, these are dark days uh, for the popularity of this government, especially for Rob Ford himself, or Doug Ford himself, sorry. And uh, it seems to be getting worse instead of getting better, even with after the cabinet shuffle that occurred a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Richard Brennan joins us, uh, covered Queen's Park, of course, for many, many years uh, for the Toronto Star, and uh, always a welcome guest on the program. Badger, how are you doing today? Good, Bill. Let me, right up front, let me ask you something. There's no election for another three years or so. But does, do, do numbers like this bother politicians, or does it just roll off their back? Well, I think I think it's a bridge too far. Sixty percent saying that the Ford government is, you know, corrupt because of uh, cronyism. Bill, they all do it. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not something that's unique to the Conservative Party. They've all done it. The NDP, when the NDP was in power under Bob Ray, if you were, you know, involved in the labor movement and that, if you wanted a job, boy, you was almost guaranteed. Uh, and the same with the liberals. They all appoint people that are like-minded. I mean, some of these, I agree that some of these uh, appointments uh, Ford, Ford made, or I guess uh, French made, Dean French, his uh, former chief of staff, may were a bit. Uh, oh, I would, you would look askance at it with no question. But to suggest that a party is corrupt because they they appoint people of like-minded people to different positions, I, I think it, that's just gone too far. Well, it it goes to the idea that we've talked about in the past about polling. I mean, the, the way the question is framed oftentimes uh, almost predetermines what the answer is going to be. It's a, it's a pretty strong word, but I can understand how people are upset about what they're seeing. And, and, and you're absolutely right, I mean, because we see this in every government. Oh, but well, the, can, But there's a couple of qualifying... But, but yeah, and, there are a couple of... But we know sometimes it becomes blatantly clear that, uh, that there's favoritism going on. And that, that goes above and beyond putting your people in charge. Well, let's just go back a ways here. With when Kathleen Wynne was in power, she appointed Monique Smith, a former MPP or Liberal MPP from Nipissing, former cabinet minister. She didn't uh, didn't run, and guess what? She was appointed to Washington mm-hmm. for Ontario. What qualifications did she have? I mean, that was completely partisan and, and, and cronyism, if you will. And certainly the conservatives at the time, uh, Monty, uh, I think his last name here, anyway, they, they condemned it and said it was outrageous. Well, it was, it was outrageous, and just as some of the appointments Ford would, uh, had, has made, it was outrageous. <laughs> but it's done, not saying it's right, but I'm saying it has been done by every party. And this, you know, phony outrage, political outrage, it's, it, it's a bit much for me, quite frankly. 
But does it make a difference, though, the fact that he made this a campaign issue and said he was not going to do this? That he he looked does. at what yeah. at what yeah. Kathleen Wynne was doing, and and Dalton McGinney, and you go right down the list. You're absolutely right. I mean, just about everybody. Well, they all do it in one, some way, shape, or form. But when he gets up there and says, "I'm going to," well, he I think he probably even used the phrase "drain the swamp." I mean, get rid of all the cronyism. We're not going to do that. It's going to be an open government, etc. Uh, and I understand people getting frustrated because they heard that, and I guess some of them even bought that and said, well, maybe we're going to give this guy a shot then because we're pretty upset with the wind government. And it's the same old thing, once and more. And it's, uh, it's the old thing about fool me once, shame on me. Shit, fool oh, me, I know. You know. But he hoisted on his own petard, that's yeah. what I would say in this case. If you, the trouble is that they think people have, I know people have short memories, voters have short memories, but when you come in, just as you cited, saying that you're going to do things differently and, you know, you're going to make sure that, you know, the, the old ways are gone, and then you just do exactly what you said you wouldn't do. And that that hurts more than anything. I don't think it's so much a cronyism is that you're not living up to your promise that you would be different. And that's got to that's stick with some people. Because they're, let's face it, for him to get elected, uh, there were a lot of people that probably traditionally did not vote for progressive conservatives that did this last election, figuring, okay, let's give this guy a shot. Oh, oh absolutely they did. I mean, they just were, they were fed up with when, and, and they didn't want to give the NDP the reins. So, yeah, there are people that probably, there's a lot of people that have never voted conservative before in their lives. They said, you know, enough's enough, we need something different. And they were looking for something different. And what they're getting is not different in any way. But uh, it isn't what I'd say the the pollster said here is corrupt. I just think that's way too far. Well, and again, I, I don't know this agency at all, uh, Corbett Communications. Uh, John Corbett is the, uh, the gentleman that runs us. He's the pollster. Uh, and uh, and again, I don't know even the questions that were asked. But I mean, that's the words like that were used. They talked about uh, whether or not his leadership is sustainable. Um, I mean, that's something the PCs are going to determine themselves. Uh, I would think in the long term, because of the short memories that you've already alluded to, that most voters seem to have, uh, if if this maintains itself over the next couple of years, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. That, that's pretty obvious. But there's no recall in this province. I mean, this guy's going to govern for the next three years. Uh, I would think that these low polling numbers and low uh, approval numbers are more of a, a concern right now to Andrew Scheer than they are to, to, to the Ford government. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I, I think in that uh, in a similar poll or, uh, in June, the same pollster found that uh, you know found that fifty percent of those polled um, say the policies that the Ford government is going to make it tough for Andrew Scheer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, for the, in the immediate, that's the biggest concern for the conservatives. And, and that's that his, his poor uh, positioning in the polls these days, that I'm referring to Ford, are going to, and, his, and people's outrage over some of the policies, are going to hurt Scheer. And I, I'm, I'm convinced that's, a, that's going to do it quite frankly. Well, we've seen that reflected, haven't we, in the national polling that's uh, come out in the last couple of weeks where the Liberals have not just increased. I mean, in some polls, they're actually ahead now. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's a lot of people there, believe me, who are fed up with Trudeau. 
but it, again, you know, they they might hold their nose and 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 vote uh, vote for him again because they just don't like uh, don't like Sheer or the fact that he's aligned himself so closely with uh, Ford. But and then and the end, the crazy thing about this, and you've written about this over the years too. Uh, when when voters are angry, they just lash out uh, oh. at anybody who's who's around. Uh, the next, you know, a politician or would be politician that knocks on their door, but especially governing parties, if they're ticked off at, uh, at for instance, at, at at Ford right now in the Ford administration, I'm sure a lot of people in Ontario really are. I don't know if they go to the extent of saying that he's corrupt, but the, the, you know, they're a little tarnished. His brand is tarnished. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Uh, if you're a conservative candidate knocking on doors uh, for this coming federal election, uh, you know, after Labor Day, you're going to get an earful from some of those people. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no question about that. I just think this is this is a very volatile time, Ellen. You know that. You've experienced it. it mm-hmm. It's a volatile time. People are tired. They're fed up with politics same old politics and they're looking for something different what i'm not sure what they know exactly what they want and this is going you know it'll be it'll certainly be reflected in this next provincial election and certainly this this fall in the federal election and you know just wait i think the greens are going to do a lot better than uh, people think well, and your point's well taken, because uh, if you read a little further down into this poll that uh, was done by Corbett Communications, uh, they also talk about declining uh, popularity and approval numbers for Andrea Horvath, who's the opposition leader, of course, in the Ontario legislature. So as angry as they might be at the Ford government right now, they're not giving anybody else any credit for it here in Ontario. They, it's, uh, I think the attitude for voters here is a pox on all their houses. Well, Andrea... I quite like Andrea. She's been around. I just think Andrea stayed too long at the party. And that's the problem with the NDP. And it's certainly being reflected in, in this poll. They, if they'd had some new blood, I really believe that they would be doing a lot better than they are now. And federally... I, I think I think the uh, NDP have, are, are all but vanished, quite frankly, and that's going to hurt. That's going to certainly hurt the uh, the uh, Conservatives' chance because the NDP, as you know, and y'all, a lot of the you know the listeners know, they're not going to vote for Conservative, but they will hold their nose and vote Liberal. Well, this, I'll tell you, this is a very, very interesting time in politics. It's just. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet that the Liberals are going to win, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say they're not. And that's just how crazy things are these days. Because I know there's a lot of people that can't stand Trudeau, but there's a good chance that he's going to get back in because the way the cards are falling. Well, and you've seen this happen in the past. Uh, you know, in past elections, federal and provincial, where I've. An unpopular leader still gets reelected because the party actually outpolls the leader, and that's it's it's not something that happens all the time, but it has happened in the past where they simply said, "Yeah, but the alternative is just not there." So, so we've got to pretty much stick with what we got here. And I, I don't know what's going to happen in October either. I mean, let's face it: this time in the last election, nobody thought that uh, that uh, Trudeau Liberals were going to do anything. They were in third place at the time, and we mm-hmm. saw how that ended up. 
Uh, and, and we could be talking about six, eight months from now about how popular the Ford government's become again. I mean, I don't know, but I just know that they haven't seemed to have done anything right now uh, to curry the favor of, of the voting public. Uh, they, were, they were skeptical, I think, to begin with. Uh, there's been a lot of news, whether it's the Taverner thing, whether it's the Dean French thing, uh, whether it's some of the internal problems that we keep hearing about that everybody denies. Uh, after a while, people just say, look, it, I'm not so sh- sold on this government anymore. Uh, the cabinet shuffle was supposed to help. It apparently hasn't done that. I guess these no, guys... Well, according to polls, it hasn't uh, yeah. done a lick. And, and and he's brought some talented people in, and I think put some talented people in key positions there, too. But uh, we're, the, the public's not buying it, and, and they've got to be asking themselves right now, what else do we have to do here to try to get back in the good books of the voters? Well, again, they, they suggest they've been in power just over a year. They have ample time to regroup. And right now, the focus is going to be taken off, which is good for them. The focus will be taken off then with the federal election mm-hmm. and, and the fact that the House isn't coming back until after the, uh, after the federal election. Week, I think it's the week after, yeah. Yeah. So they're basically going to benefit from being out of the limelight. And that, and that is a positive for them. This, this, uh, this break gives them opportunity to regroup. And, and try and find their ground again if, if they're, they had ground to begin with. But this is, oh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, this, their polling numbers are just in the ditch. But again, it's early days. And, and we'll see. And I, I'm, there's, you know, there's some really smart people in the, you know, in that uh, Ford government who will certainly be working overtime to try and find their way out of this this quagmire. Well, uh, there's usually a honeymoon period after an election, and this one lasted a few weeks, I guess, and that was about it. And uh, you're right. I mean, once you see a trend like this, it's pretty difficult to turn the ship around. But uh, uh, if he stays quiet, and, and I don't know if it's in his personality to just do that, but if he stays quiet, uh, there may be some leveling off on this just by the fact that he's not on the front page of the newspapers or the lead story in the radio anymore. Well, that's it. You... you you know, but this cronyism business, this is a death by a thousand cuts. Okay, you know, we've seen a number of people caught up in this, well, I'll call it, I won't call it a scandal because I don't think it's a scandal, but certainly uh, this controversy. This is, this is going to keep spilling out. We're, you know, well, who's going to quit next week? And who's going to quit the next, the week after that and so on and so forth? So it is death by a thousand cuts. So that's that's the only thing that they have to worry about right now, is this this constant emphasis and, and spotlight on cronyism, and who is who's the next person that's going to be uh, hurt by it. And the other element, I only got about a minute left here, is if the public's buying this and it is starting to enrage them, you got to know that they're going to be looking under every rock to try to find another one of these appointments that they can make a big deal about. Oh, oh, there's more to come. There's no question about that. Richard, I always appreciate the insight, and uh, we'll see what happens in the days and weeks ahead. But uh, it's a dark day for these guys right now. But as you say, it's three years until the next election. Okay, Bill. Appreciate talking with you. Richard Brennan, Thanks. of course, a uh, longtime journalist with the uh, Toronto Star, covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for many years. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.